This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Help all around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. Help all around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. Help all around the neighborhood, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Gonna be kind to all I see, I'm gonna let it shine. Gonna be kind to all I see, I'm gonna let it shine. Gonna be kind to all I see, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine Jesus bids us shine with a clear, pure light Like a little candle burning in the night In this world of darkness we must shine You in your small corner and I in mine Jesus bids us shine first of all for him well, he sees and knows it, if a light is dim, he looks down from heaven, sees us shine, you in your small corner and I in mine. Jesus bids us shine, then for all around, many kinds of darkness in this world abound, sin and want and sorrow we Jesus bids us shine as we work for him, bringing those that wander from the paths of sin. He will ever help us if we shine, you in your small corner and I in mine. 
Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. Thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell. We want to thank Jerry and Judy and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your uh, at-home worship. You may also want to have a Bible and Bibles for the kids and the home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. We'll continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. Faithful God, we are not always quick to claim you as our God. We do not show care for one another. We fail to see all people as your people and hurt one another with our actions or lack of action. Forgive us our sins and give us the same fierce love for our neighbors that Ruth had for Naomi. God who calls and sustains, forgives you all your sins. Go forth in the confidence of God's loving care. In Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. If you see your brother standing by the road, with a heavy load from the seeds he sowed. And if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, 
are going the wrong way. You've got to try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded streets. Don't walk around the down and out, lend a helping hand instead of doubt. And the kindness that you show every day will help someone along their way. You got to try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded streets. You've got to try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded streets. A woman in the Bible days, her last meal almost gone, God sent Elijah to make his word known. He said, woman, don't you worry, for God sent me today. And before he even asked him, help was on the way. Just hold on a little longer, help is on the way. A brighter day is coming for those who believe. If you give up today, just hold on a little longer, help is on the way. Troubles of this life combined and burdens get you down. You think no one is listening, you think no one is around. Just remember what his word says, just trust him and obey. Keep your eyes toward the heaven, cause help is on the way. Just hold on a little longer, help is on the way. A brighter day is coming for those who believe and If you give up today, just hold on a little longer, help is on the way. Help won't help tomorrow, if you 
We continue with the prayer of the day. God of loving kindness, your call to us to provide for our neighbors with generosity. Show us how to respond to the needs of others and to accept others' generosity to us. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. And we'll continue with the, uh, sharing the peace or using this uh, sign of peace to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we'll have Kathy share our lessons and the children's sermon. The first reading comes from Luke 6, verses 36 through 38. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap, for the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The second reading comes from the chapter, second chapter of Ruth. Now Naomi had a kingsman on her husband's side, a predominant rich man of the family of Elamich, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain behind someone in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, go my daughter. And so she went. She came and she gleaned in the field behind the reapers. And as it happened, she came to part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elamich. Just then Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who is in charge of the reapers, To whom does this young woman belong? And the servant, who was in charge of the reapers, answered, She is the Moabite who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the reapers. So she came and she has been on her feet from early this morning until now without resting even for a moment. Then Boaz said to Ruth, now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Keep your eyes on the field that is being reaped and follow behind them. I have ordered the young men not to bother you. If you get thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from it, what the young men have drawn. Then she fell prostrate with her face on the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your sight, that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you left your father and mother, your native land, and came to the people that you did not know before. May the Lord reward you in your deeds, and may you have a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come from for refuge. Then she said, May I continue to find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoke kindly to your servant even though I am not one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and eat some of this bread 
and dip your morsel in the sour wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he heaped up for her parch, some parched grain, and she ate until she was satisfied, and then she had some left over. When she got up to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, let her glean even among the standing sheaves, but do not reproach her. You must also pull out some handfuls for her from the bundles and leave them for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. She beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. She picked it up, came into the town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gleaned. Then she took it out and gave her what was left over after she had been satisfied. Her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today, and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a relative of ours, one of our nearest kin. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay close by my servants, till they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is better, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, otherwise you might be bothered in another field. So she stayed close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and the wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Here ends the reading. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. Well, let's pretend that I'm standing in front of you guys with a bag of candy. And in the bag of candy are 100 pieces of wrapped candies, and we'll call them Smarties. Now, I've just scattered all of them on the floor. And now I'm going to ask two people to pick up 40 pieces of candy each. That means 80 pieces of candy are being picked up. And now I'm going to ask one person to pick up the rest of the candy, which would be about 20 pieces, or which would be 20 pieces. Now, did all of you that I asked do this, did you all get the same amount? No, not really. In the reading that I just read from the book of Ruth, the scattering of the candy is what was like the barley that Boaz had been growing in his field. The two kids that I asked to pick up 20 or 40 pieces of candy were two workers or two reapers of Boaz. And they had gathered up some of the barley, but they left some of the barley along the edges of the field. And the one person that I picked, picked to pick up 20 pieces of candy was Ruth, who collected in the story the leftover barley. Now Boaz, in that story of Ruth, then took some of his own barley that his servants had got, and he gave it to Ruth. You see, Boaz was being generous to a person that he didn't know. And that's what God wants us to do, to be generous to others, to give to those people who are in need, whether it be physical need or spiritual need. I have another question for you. Have you ever heard of the saying, pay it forward? Well, it means 
When someone does something nice to you, you do something nice to someone else. And that someone else does something nice to someone else and so on and so on and so on. It's paying it forward. Can you think of some nice things to do for other people? Just think, if everyone would be generous or do nice things to people and keeping, keep on paying it forward, wow, what a generous and nice world we could have. God wants us to do that, to be kind, don't judge, forgive. Give and it will be given to you. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. So let us pray. Dear God, help me to be generous to others. Help me to pay it forward. In your name, amen. Now, go and share the candy with others. trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and for you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry, I watch them grow, they learn much more than I'll ever know, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world, yes I think to myself, what a wonderful In the story of Ruth, again, we see Ruth now in a foreign land trying to survive with her mother, Naomi. As I read the text and thought about it, it kind of hit me in how many times in my life I've had to change my home, and yet sometimes there's always places that are home. I was born in Ellsworth, Iowa, and spent my first 25 years basically there on the farm. And then I went to school, but that again was in Iowa. And I, uh, I loved that place, and it's my home. And even now, all the buildings gone and everything else I drive by there, I still feel at home. But then I met a fellow from South Africa, and he uh, said, why don't you come and work with me in youth ministry? And so we started to dream, and while I was in college in the cities, We gathered together a team and we spent one month in Israel and seven months driving down the east coast of Africa, trying to get to South Africa where I could meet with him. And we were a singing group called Crossfire. 
The thing that happened on that trip that surprised me was Africa became my home. The beauty was there, that was great, and there were some things that were hard to see, the poverty and struggles of racism and other stuff that went on. But the people were so kind to us. They made us feel at home. I thought I would go back there and, and uh, live for many years, but the place I wanted to go, a revolution happened and uh, I was no longer welcome along with any other Americans. And I didn't get back for 40 years. I came back and I was lost, even though I was in the cities at my uh, church I had worked at, I was trying to figure out what in the world would happen. Well, then I got the job at Wapagas at Lutheran Bible Camp, and I gave him a two-year commitment, and I said it'll be a one-year commitment every year afterwards, and well, that ended up being 38 years, and here in Amory, Wisconsin, it became my home. It became my home because of the churches I go to. It became my home because of the friends, the neighbors, the many people that I've gotten to know here, and the many people that... Well, I hate to say, but that we've lost. Um, it's been hard to see friends go, either from sickness or old age, but they've left a mark and they've made me feel at home. It's good to have a home. And it's not always the place that you were born. As I visited many of the folks here at uh, uh, NUIC, some have lived here their whole lives or within 50 miles. It's been great to hear their stories and to see how this is their home and always has been their home. But then there are others who have moved around and now have settled here. What is it that makes it a home? We're seeing this with Ruth. All of a sudden they, they told her, Boaz said, I heard about you being a Moabite moving with your mother to come here. And then Boaz makes her feel at home. We'll see that even more in the next Sunday as we finish the book of Ruth, how the home became even so much more important. But isn't it good to have a place you can look back and say, this is where I belong. The people accept, they love me. The church, how great it is to have a church home where you know that the people there care about you, love, pray for you. And most of all, of a God, no matter where we travel, he's always there. In fact, you could say wherever you go, you're at home in God's presence. In Ethiopia, one of the places we stayed, I ended up with typhoid fever, and for three days I was abandoned by the rest of the team as they had other places to go, and I had 104 to 105 temperature. And looking at the walls were uh, these wonderful little lizards. They were friendly critters, but that was my entertainment for the three days. And a Swedish nurse coming in, taking my temperature, giving me medications, then walking out and saying, ufta. But I was at home there because God met me there. It's good to be and to know that no matter where we are, we're home in God's presence. 
And you know the old song, this world is not my home, I'm just a traveling through. But it's really nice to have a home here and a place that we can know that God is with us. And no matter where we are, there he is. One of my favorite stories is by Gerhard Frost, who upon uh, a young boy walking in Scotland and uh, driving, walking down this road, and all of a sudden a car pulls up, a big fancy car and a businessman who'd tried taking a shortcut and now was hopelessly lost and was trying to figure out how to get back to his meeting, which evidently was very important. And so he stopped and asked the boy, Boy, can you tell me, where's Glasgow? How can I get there? And the boy kind of shook his head and said, I don't know. Well, then do you know how to get to? And again, the boy responded, no, I don't know. And he went to two or three other towns that he thought for sure the boy would know. And the boy kept saying, no, I don't know. And finally, the man lost it. He said, boy, you don't know much of anything, do you? And for the first time, the boy smiled as he looked up and saw the light of his home off in the distance as he was walking towards it and says, yeah, but at least I ain't lost. Sometimes we in the church need to again be reminded we ain't lost. No matter where we are, God's acceptance, his people's acceptance and love for us. The hearing of stories of faith and of life remind us of whose we are and that our home is in his presence. The being kind as Boaz was to Ruth reminds us that that's how God is with us, looking out for us and for our interest as Boaz did for Ruth. It's a marvelous story. And even though it's an Old Testament story, it's one of grace and of mercy and of God acting on behalf of his people. We should all enjoy the story of Ruth because we see God's hand working behind the scenes. And as you know, as I know, Ruth became in the lineage of Jesus, one of two foreigners that uh, weren't Jewish. Max Licato shares a story about a coming home. The small house was simple but adequate. It consisted of one large room on a dusty street. Its red tiled roof was one of many in this poor neighborhood on the outskirts of a Brazilian village. It was a comfortable home. Maria and her daughter, Christina, had done what they could to add color to the gray walls and warmth to the hard dirt floor. An old calendar, a faded photograph of a relative, a wooden crucifix, the furnishings were modest. A pallet on either side of the room, a wash basin, and a wood-burning stove. Maria's husband had died when Christina was an infant, the young mother stubbornly refusing opportunities to remarry got a job and set out to raise her young daughter. And now, 15 years later, the worst years were over. Though Maria's salary as a maid afforded few luxuries, it was reliable and it did provide food and clothes. And now Christina was old enough to get a job and help out. Some said Christina got her independence from her mother. 
She recoiled at the traditional idea of marrying young and raising a family. Not that she couldn't have had her pick of husbands. Her olive skin and brown eyes kept a steady stream of prospects at her door. She had an infectious way of throwing her head back and filling the room with laughter. She also had the rare magic that some women have that makes every man feel like a king just by being near them. But it was her spirited curiosity that made her keep all the men at arm's length. While she spoke often of going to the city, she dreamed of traveling her, uh, trading her dusty neighborhood for exciting avenues and city life. But just the thought of this horrified her mother. Maria was always quick to remind Christina of the harshness of the streets. People don't know you there. Jobs are scarce and the life is cruel. And besides, if you went there, what would you do for a living? Maria knew exactly what Christina would do or would have to do for a living. That's why her heart broke when she woke one morning to find her daughter's bed empty. Maria knew immediately where her daughter had gone. She also knew immediately what she must do to find her. She quickly threw some clothes in a bag, gathered up all her money, and ran out of the house. On her way to the bus stop, she entered a drugstore to get one last thing, pictures. She sat in the photograph booth, closed the curtain, and spent all she could on pictures. With her purse full of small black and white photos, she boarded the next bus to Rio de Janeiro. But Maria knew that Christina had no way of earning money. She also knew that her daughter was too stubborn to give up. When pride meets hunger, a human will do things that were unthinkable. Knowing this, Maria began her search. Bars, hotels, nightclubs, any place with a reputation for streetwalkers or prostitutes. She went to them all. And at each place, she left her picture taped to a bathroom mirror, tacked to a hotel bulletin board, fastened to a corner phone booth. And on the back of each photo, she wrote a note. It wasn't too long before both the money and the pictures ran out and Maria had to go home. The weary mother wept as the bus began its long journey back to her small village. It was a few weeks later that young Christina descended the hotel stairs. Her young face was tired. Her brown eyes no longer danced with youth, but spoke of pain and fear. Her laughter was broken. Her dream had become a nightmare. A thousand times over, she had longed to trade those, these countless beds for her secure pallet. Yet the little village was, in too many ways, too far away. As she reached the bottom of the stairs, her eyes noticed a familiar face. She looked again, and there on the lobby mirror was a small picture of her mother. Christina's eyes burned and her throat tightened as she walked across the room and removed the small photo. Written on the back was this compelling invitation. Whatever you have done, whatever you have become, it just doesn't matter. Please come home. <laughs>
and she did. That's our earnest cry in the church. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've become, please come home. God, with his arms wide open, is waiting for you, and I hope the people of God, with arms wide open, are welcoming you. We begin every worship with confession of sin. But it's more important is we also have the forgiveness of sins where God is saying again, welcome home. You are whole. It's been taken care of. You are mine. Amen. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling Calling for you and for me See on the portals He's waiting and watching Watching for you and for me Come home
continue with the Apostles' Creed, where we share our faith in that I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Confident that God acts on our behalf, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. God of kinship, by working together, Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz supported one another. Give us hearts that desire cooperation and collaboration so that others may be loved, supported, and protected. God, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. Love and protect all the amazing things in your great creation, O God, and show us how to participate in the tender stewardship of all that you have made. God, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. Show the leaders of this world how to govern in ways that encourage empowerment, cooperation, and community, so that all may be lifted up. God, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. Pour your healing upon all who are in need, who suffer from illness, grief, disempowerment, isolation, and abuse, especially Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Troff, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Dave Christensen, Helen Jorgensen, Edna Henriksen, Richard Roos, Shirley Lentz, and Ida Martinson. And today we remember the families who are mourning for Anita Siltberg, Dan Longton, and Ryan Solom. God, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. Knit this world together into one community, united in your name, doing the works of your hands, and the will of your heart. God, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. With gratitude for your faithfulness, we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. <clears throat>
As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the, the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Continue with the offering prayer. Compassionate God, you ensure that we have all we need to survive and thrive. Accept now our gifts that others might flourish by your grace. Amen. One of the things that we of the church get to do is to come to the table and eat which is one of the neat things about being home is mom's home cooking and all those things. Here, we have a very special gift that is given to us. We have bread and wine, Jesus himself offering himself and saying, welcome home, dear friend. So we'd like to share communion with you this morning. So if you would gather your grape juice or wine or your bread or and bread, and we'll have communion together. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And the first words that we instruct on this is the one that always strikes me. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it for his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as often as you eat in remembrance of me. On the night in which he was betrayed, and the next morning when the disciples were going to leave and run from their Lord, he institutes this gift where he again says, Welcome home. Dear friend, again after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as a body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. 
And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. And may you be at home with your Lord every day. Amen. I said a prayer for you today And I know God must have heard I felt the answer in my heart Although he spoke no words I didn't ask for wealth or fame I knew you wouldn't mind I asked him to send treasures Of a far more lasting kind I asked that he be near you At the start Oh, you don't love 
love God, if you don't love your neighbor, if you gossip about him, if you never have mercy, if he gets into trouble and you don't try to help him, then you don't love your neighbor and you don't love God. There's a God Almighty and you've got to love him if you want salvation and a home on high. If you say you love him while you hate your neighbor, then you don't have religion, you just told a lie. Oh, you don't love God. listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Let us feel his love begun. Let us join our hands that the world will